Good evening, friends, and welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis Rogers, and I am joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How was your Monday? It's wonderful here in uh, beautiful, uh, now I guess I'm in Nellsville, Indiana, which is just outside Bloomington. <laughs> uh, I, I now, now, for all those years, we've said you lived in Ellettsville. Now you live in Ellettsville. Now, now I do proper. I, uh, I feel, I feel a little weird, Dennis. I have, yeah. um, you know, you feel like uh, Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or all those people that, that had like long times, forever starting streaks where they never missed a game, and then we okay. we, we miss okay. our very first. Uh, podcast last week. Pla- That's true. It was planned, true. but you know, still, I feel like once you've done, you've you've gone on a run, you know, you got to start back up that hill from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. We may. <laughs> uh, wait, are you quoting that song, quote unquote, from Stranger Things? No, I I will never sing that song. It's been in my head for the last seven years. It feels like. Right. It's worse because uh, uh Shelly and Lola are, are watching it and still. They it's it's like a two hour last episode and they, they watch like thirty minutes and then get bored and then stop it and then watch another thirty minutes and get right, bored. Right. And the whole time that song is playing. Um yeah, so we we missed last week. Uh long time listeners will will note that we did miss week, but that's because we had a uh a, a kind of a big weekend the weekend before and then you went on a nice big uh, sans internet connection to the world trip. Uh, so we decided right, to take yeah. a, take a, a nice little week off and uh, a rarity for us, but yeah, so let's, let's start off by asking how your, uh, bear filled trip was <laughs> in the great white. North. Uh, it was, it was fun. We, we were not, we didn't make it all the way to Canada, <laughs> the, uh, great white North. We also did not see any bear, unfortunately. No bear. Um, I thought that was the whole no. point so that you could all like hang out with, you know, boo boo and, and them and, and Yogi and, and Yogi. Some. No. Um, yeah, it was, it was fun. It was not as, um, ambitious as, uh, I remember it being 30 years ago when mm-hmm. I went as a kid. Yeah. Um, because we're all like over half the group is older than my dad was when oh, right. we went. He was he was in his early to mid thirties, right. and uh, over half the group is over forty or getting close to it. <laughs> uh, and so we took it a little easier. We also had much better luck with the fishing. Oh, um, good! That's good news. I'm not a I'm not a big fisherman myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it a lot as a kid um, with my dad. Um, and somebody when I was up in Bloomington at the uh, we called it labor party, but when everybody from out of town was in, um, somebody asked me, they're like, I didn't know you fished. Or maybe it was one of my coworkers. Whatever, it's not important. Um, I was like, well, I I guess, I don't know. I, do, I don't not fish, but I can't remember a time that I've ever gone fishing by myself. Mm, sure, um, yeah. Right. Which is a, a way to say it. My brother David is big into it. He lives in Florida, and so he does like, you know, regular, what I think of as regular lake fishing, and he's also gone out on the ocean and like caught shark and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. He's big into it. Um, but that's kind of like you go either for two reasons to the boundary waters. Um, you either go to camp and canoe, like you have to canoe, like canoeing is basic mandatory. (laughs) You can't do it. You can't go in there at all without a canoe. Um, and so you either canoe and portage and camp in a big loop. And if, 
listeners are not familiar, portaging is when you walk on a trail between two bodies of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the Boundary Waters area is a section of the Superior National Forest that contains something like 1,200 lakes. Nice. I don't know if that's including rivers, but it's a lot of lakes, and then they're connected with these trails that they call portages. And you get out, you get everything out of the canoe, you put backpack on, you put the canoe on your shoulders, and you walk on this trail. Um, when I was a kid, we spent the whole week doing that, like several times a day, the the whole trip. Um, this time, we only did it twice, um, two short trails out on our second day and two short trails back on our last day um because we found a nice campsite uh that second that second day uh that had space for all of us we did have eight adults which is close to the 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 party limit now when you when you say for the area found a campsite do you mean like you don't reserve them you actually just go find a spot right right there are um, they're maps, right? They map this out, but the forest service, um, sets up campsites, um, a certain number per lake, I think based on the size, they're pretty spread out. Um, and it's first come first serve. And then the campsites are just, it's a, it's an interesting sort of like sweet spot in the world of like, I don't know, challenging outdoor activity. Right, ranging yeah. from what I think of as like the the least challenging, maybe going to a state park with an RV. But okay, say you take RVs out of it. The least challenging is going to a state park uh, with a tent, parking your car, setting the tent up right next to your car, and camping right there with mm-hmm. probably good water and maybe electricity. Um, All the way to like, I don't know, climbing a mountain or doing the long through hikes that my sister did where you know you are carrying everything on your back for weeks and months um and stopping for food support you know they have like uh food caches or something it's a whole it's a whole kind of thing but you have to pack like super super light because you've got to carry everything on your back we did that too except we only had to carry our stuff across the portages the rest of the time it went in the canoe so we couldn't bring like big camp chairs or anything we couldn't bring uh what's something big you would take uh camping like a big i don't know screen tent or volleyball net or something yeah um we still could only bring what we could carry but we didn't have to carry it for long so like my pack was a little heavier than it needed to be but um i was glad for almost everything that i brought Hmm. um and so the campsites have a fire grate and then off a trail a sufficient distance from the shore is a toilet a vault toilet um which an actual toilet no like um so when I say vault toilet, it's like if you've ever gone to uh, the toilets at a campground or, I don't know, in a trail or park or something yeah. where it's a building yeah. and then there's a can with a seat and it's just a hole. Yep. There's a there's a big vault. That's why I call it vault, <laughs> right. vault toilet. So it's like that, except there's no, um, uh, there's no building. 
it's a it's just the seat part. Oh, um, yeah. One one campsite had a lid, so there's no like it's just one piece lid, and then there's a hole you sit on it. And um, you, you, the first campsite, I, I can tell was, already that, that that when you were going at night, you're thinking, "Who's living down here?" It's kind of right. Come after after right. Me. You you, you <laughs> kind of go back in the and our second campsite, the toilet spot was a little close to where the tents were set up. And so my sister strung up a tarp between the trees so you could get some uh, amount of privacy in there. Yeah. Um, because we had uh, um, my dad, my three brothers, my brother-in-law, uh, and two of my sisters, right? So we're like, eh, we should maybe, you know, they wanted a little a little privacy at the at the can back there. Um, and so I, I named those two things because that's the extent of the amenities at the campsites um so it's pretty rustic in the world of you know what most people think of as camping but it's not you know you're not going into the woods with a shovel to you know do what you got to do in a hole and then bury it right? right it's not quite that primitive um and anyway so the two things people do are either do big loops where they do a lot of canoeing and portaging and come back around and it's kind of a um like a physical challenge or they go up there to fish because there are a lot of um northern pike walleye smallmouth bass um a few other kinds of fish like i said i'm not i'm not super uh um knowledgeable about fishing yeah and so that's what we did we did a lot of fishing um I think almost everybody, I don't think Andrew caught anything. He maybe caught one hmm. uh, the whole trip. Everybody else d- had pretty decent luck with fish. Um, I caught three pike, uh, northern pike. We threw two of them back, and one was like, oh, I'm gesturing with my hands. You can't see my hands. <laughs> um, one was probably like 23 or 24 inches long. A pike is a really long narrow fish with a big big long jaw yeah um and we brought it back to camp so i could get a picture with it and then we ended up letting it go because um the rest of my family caught enough fish that we didn't need um we didn't need anymore and uh we found out that northern pike have a lot of um rib bones something about the way their their skeleton is and all that that fish, depending on how you cut it and prepare it, uh, fillet it and prepare it. Um, little bones in it? Has a chance for those little bones. Ugh, that is the like worst thing. I chew them up or, yeah. that was Stuck that was in a, your throat. It's like a nightmare I had as a kid forever. Right, yeah. I, I experienced a little bit of that as well. Oh, my God. And, you poor man. But it was, you know, it was part of our food. We packed in enough food that if we never caught any fish, we would have been fine. Um, but of course it was fresh fish from this really pristine, they have really strict rules about like what you're supposed to do with your water and your, and your food like dishes and, and all that stuff. So they can keep, um, the, uh, the water and everything as, as clean and, and untainted as possible because it's really beautiful remote, um, place that still gets a decent amount of visitors every year. Um, yeah because it's because it's popular in that in that world um we did actually at the speaking of uh whatever you said science internet um (laughs) 
the the people on AT&T, which was over half of us, did actually have two bars of service at our campsite, which kind of annoyed me. I was like, oh, this is a whole, but, you know, I'm one person. Like, for my siblings that have children and spouses who weren't there, um, they were thankful for that. Like, they could do a, you know, nightly call back to their family and, and yeah. And all of that stuff. But I was kind of looking for... I mean, I kept my phone on airplane mode most of the time anyway, unless I really needed to, um, like, look something up or check the weather. Um, but for the most part, I still kept all my notifications off and everything. I'm like, there's nobody who really, really needs to contact right. me. You got to get um, out there. And people who would and I didn't, are out there with you. I didn't. I, I I knew that if I opened Discord, I would be sucked into whatever <laughs> y'all were talking about while I was up there, and I, I, you know, I didn't want that. I wanted a break. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that, that's. Uh, I, it's been a while since I've done one of those kind of like you know just totally unplugged type vacations, but they're yeah because it is harder to do that. It's. I mean, it's not hard to do it. It's easy to do. It's just harder to get your mentally mental mind to not want to do that which is which is a terrible thing i think you know that we we have a hard time unplugging ourselves not necessarily you know the world can just be we can leave our phones you know what i mean we can we can do that um but we we don't and uh it's nice that you know you got the opportunity to do that and, and it sounds like it was a real real fun trip i don't um i think i've said this before i i, I don't also don't fish um often anymore i used to fish a whole lot not like crazy amount because I'm I'm never really great. I know a lot. Right. I know all the science of it. I know how to do ins and outs of everything. I've got a lot of tackle and gear, um, but I just <laughs> don't you know catch a whole lot. Um, it's fine because I just I like doing it. It's just a fun thing to do, and that's almost every time, almost every single time I go to an ocean that has a pier that rents you know poles, I invariably will spend time fishing. Um, so, so like I did this last time when San Diego was out there fishing and it's just, you know, it's, I almost always do it in the evening and it's just Mm -hmm. chill and relax and you always have the wind on the water type thing. Um, so I, I do, and and now that just talking about it, I kind of miss it and it's cooler right now. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make a trip out somewhere. It's just life's so busy right now, but yeah, it's super fun. I'll tell you while, um, this is a bunch of detail, but I was in Chicago a couple of weeks ago for um, a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. And while I was gone, my nephew, who is, I want to say eight, I hope that's right. Um, he was up here at Bedford with my dad, grandpa. Um, and dad texted me while we were in Chicago and asked if um, they could fish at Pat's place. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Upon up on Lake Lemon. And I was like, I'll probably let me text him. And then I gave him each other's numbers. And then at some point, a day or two later, he sent a photo to uh, my brother-in-law, my nephew's dad, who was with me, um, showing them that they had caught, I don't know, bluegill or something right up there. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so while you were gone, a um, couple things you you missed out on everything. The whole world just happened around without you. And while while I was gone, Her, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II passed away. That's that's true. Which Very was true. which is the probably the biggest news. I was like, what? The, I was off grid for like four days, right. and Queen is dead. Long live the king. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, yeah. Well, you know, we won't see, we likely won't see a, a queen in several generations again. So this is, and she was a very long lived queen. Um, longest, long, strong ruling longest one. ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on her and the, the monarchy. No, I, same, I same. enjoy watching some of the history of it. Just, just, mm-hmm. just passively, sure. kind of, you know, having it on the background. Always, I've yeah. started the the Crown, uh, enjoyed mm-hmm. it for like three, three or four episodes, and then just forgot to keep keep it up. Um, but it was it was pretty great um, as it was going. So um, I've always had had those like, aren't you old enough? Shouldn't you just pass it on? Because poor poor mm-hmm. Charles now is like eight hundred years old as himself. Seventy three. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it feels like that is going to be. From now on, all the monarchy in England is going to be people who are 75 and above, and that's it. You know, from now on, they're going to be old people who just walk out and on their walkers. And, right, you know, right, yeah. It, it would take a, a big thing for to get a middle-aged queen or king in there. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, huh. They didn't say really say, well, I guess, just because she was old yeah, that she passed away. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really. Yeah, yeah. Haven't paid really too much attention, but for all you uh, uh, allies across the lake, you know, congratulations on the new king. Sad on the on the passing of the queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I'm assuming it's just like a, it's just a ceremonial thing now these days, right? There's no actual thing. I'm not. I mean, she. I she, mean, they talk to yeah, the, every, the prime minister and stuff, so I guess there's influence. But that's it. Yeah, everything. Everything I know uh, about the British monarchy. At, today i know from watching the crown Mm -hmm. and it does seem to be there you know it's all like uh, in name right like they use these words right like the the pm is the queen's prime minister right she serves the queen or the 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 monarch and the parliament and all that is the queen's government right except she doesn't yeah apart from like maybe those meetings with the PM, like she doesn't exert actual power because of the way that it's structured, the, the Magna Carta or whatever, all that stuff. I'm sure I, I heard there Everybody was one Codswell time is yelling at his phone right now. At, <laughs> I, I heard there this. was one episode or one episode, one time a couple of years ago and they were talking about how she has some, some power, but if she ever exercised it immediately, parliament would take, has the power to take it away from her. So right, it's exactly. one of those like it's, holding it's a gun with strong, one bullet in it, you know. Yeah, it's this very strong like like checks and balances kind of thing. The way that their uh, democratic government is set up, and so I think I think the extent of the monarch's actual power is just their their symbolic mm-hmm. sway or or influence over the people. Yeah, sure. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Well. A weird thing but everybody has their weird thing and yeah right uh so beyond that we had a whole bunch of new like the disney had their expo so there's a whole bunch of you know disney right, runs right. pretty much everything these days mm-hmm. um so we they, they had their expo and, and showed some things i mean there was a couple big things i kind of expected i don't want to say more because there's a lot but i expected there is a lot i expected more new surprises and granted, mm-hmm. they kind of put out a lot of surprises ish at, um, um, yeah, Comic Con. So there's that. Yeah, I mean, Marvel, 
already did all their big announcements. Yeah, I, I was, and they showed so. some trailers, but I, you know, I guess maybe I expected a little bit more. But also to be known on this conversation, we'll have a lot of things there. They did say a lot of other things, but they were like behind closed door stuff, or they they did not allow, they didn't publicly release because there's like a lot of clips from shows. Um, I see where they they showed them only to the audience, but they didn't release them, and it's they're super hardcore about phone surveillance and things like that. Okay, sure. So there's not really even been leaks. Um, but so there has been there has been some other some major things, um, like for example the Marvels, which is Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Monica Rambeau, etc. There was a whole scene mm-hmm. they showed of them from their movie, um, but okay, we 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 don't see it because um, it's not been released. I see. But that's okay. Uh, so shall we run down them real quick? See, give it just a quick, quick opinions on them. What happened? Sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, we'll start with um, Star Wars, I guess. Um, Mandalorian season three um, mm-hmm. show takes off. The last time we left, Din Djarin, he had uh, the black saber, which is the ruling thing of Mandalore. They were going to go saber. back to Mandalore to help it i guess i'm not totally certain um with the other mandalorian people and he had taken mm-hmm. off his mask to luke right right or uh, to grow yeah he, luke was in the room and, oh right 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 yeah so he's kind of like took his helmet off and everything so he's that and now we get this trailer that basically his old cult or whatever it is mm-hmm. um is kicking him out and yep. Looks cool, I thought. I mean, much much as you can see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Mandalorian. Mandalorian is the, I won't say only good, but it's the best Star Wars we've seen mm-hmm. probably in the maybe maybe since Rogue One. Sure. Um, Solo was fine, yeah, but sure. um, and I don't watch the animated series, so I don't know anything about those. But yeah. um, in terms of like the main live action. Uh, sequence stuff. We were pretty hard on uh, the other thing. Oh, uh, Obi Wan and Obi Wan and, and Boba Obi-Wan Fett. Obi Wan and, and yeah. Boba Fett both both yeah. not great, not terrible, not terrible, but, but not great. Uh, yeah, not great. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, yeah. Mandalorian season three it. looks good. Right. It's going to be dealing a lot with Mandalore, which makes me happy. Lots of Mandalorians. They show the mm-hmm. Death Watch jumping out of the ship, which you know it was pretty cool. Um. I dig, I dig that. I'm I know this is not popular opinion, but I I'm kind of over Grogu. I mean, he's just kind of fine, you know. I was just going to I was just going to say that's an interesting decision. Um I understand why they did it because it's a little bit uh you know, Mel Brooks and Spaceballs merchandising. <laughs> exactly. Um, 100%. It's like it's like this for better or for worse, this was a big draw. I mean, you know, I used the example at some point we were talking about this series. We watched, I don't think we had her watch the whole thing. It was around the time my sisters were um, making my mom watch all of the MCU, Mm -hmm. um, including like Thor Dark World and the Hulk movies and all that. I was like, you guys don't want to skip any? And they're like, (laughs) no, because she's got to know who this person is. I'm like, you could just tell her. She doesn't have to sit through this whole movie. But whatever. Um, sometime around that time, 
they either showed her the first episode of Mandalorian or she was just in the room while it was on. And when it got to the end, when he's got the egg in the cradle and there's a baby in it, mom was like, oh, this is interesting now, right? Yeah, a lot of people little. There's that little hook there because otherwise you've got a guy with no face, you know, doing all a lot of voice acting and it's good but it's not for everybody yeah um yeah, sure and so i get it but like a big part of the arc of season two seemed to be getting grogu you know figuring out grogu's deal and getting him to his people and you know now since they're quote-unquote cameo in boba fett like he's back and you're like uh okay i mean i'm glad he's back but that's a weird a weird narrative decision. Yeah, and for all the reasons you said, um, mm-hmm. which I think are sucky reasons, but it is. It's fine. Uh, it's just right. that it kind of makes it makes that be his singular focus all the time, right? Um, and and Grogu's not going to grow up. I mean, he's fifty years old now, and he's a little baby. So right. Din will be dead and gone, and this baby will still be a baby at, at most, right. a toddler. Right. Right. So it's not like, not like Grogu can ever grow as a character, kind of. Right. Right. Or in 50 years, he would have grown somewhat. I mean, he's still doing baby stuff. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's fine. It, it, the trailer was really cool. I will say it's, it's got, it did, it did the hype thing all, all right mm-hmm, again. Mm-hmm. Um, so the next one was Andor, uh, which is the prequel to Rogue One. I'm a big fan of Rogue One. Um, oh, it's a it's a prequel to Rogue One. I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, it's 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 because it's Andor. He dies in spoiler. He dies in Rogue One. Of course, of course. I, right. I was. I don't. I mean, I watched all like seven of these trailers you sent me <laughs> yeah. an hour ago. Right. So it all blend in my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the guy from Rogue One. Of course, I know how Rogue One ends. <laughs> um, right. I'm just watching it going. Okay, it's the rebellion, but we know the rebellion fails because the empire is still in power at at a new hope. So, right. It's going to be one of those kind of stories, but okay. So, it's a little more of a a Black Widow kind of. Yeah. Thing, yes, exactly. Kind of it's very much like a Black Widow-ish type things. The yeah. Diego I, I was just the idea of it was a little like eh to me. Uh Diego Luna did he's the actor that plays Castine Andor said mm-hmm. did say um you know, you get this character who is um, in Rogue One. There's a lot of characters in Rogue One. And he's not the main character, but he's no. got a whole lot of story that you just don't know. And he talks about, he gets angry. He's all, you know, pent up anger and frustration. And mm-hmm. he he said, he mentions that he's been fighting this fight since he was six years old. And he says, I want to know where this guy came from and how he got to, to be who he is when we meet him in Rogue One. And I was like, sure. okay, that, that does make some character backstory sense. Um, but still, mm-hmm. I always have that thing about when you know the ending, you know, I don't know. I have a hard time watching it. But this trailer was very cool. Um, and there's one I didn't show you that's like a, an extended scene um, with the guy. I can't remember his, the actor's name. Real known, well-known actor. He plays... Skarsgård? Um, yes, Skarsgård. He's he's like a main character in this. Um, yeah, he they have a whole scene with him when he's kind of kind of recruiting Castian. It's very mm-hmm. good, like two very good actors doing cool stuff in this like warehouse place, and it kind of a fight breaks out. It's just very it looks 
just the the feel of it feels like we call production values feels mm-hmm. authentic and really good. And I'm like, okay, I can get on board with this. This, this feels like you can say, you know, oh, let's find out where this character comes, but you got to have good actor and a good story and good writers to make it compelling. Sure. Um, yeah. And his, his actings on that seemed very cool. And the director was like, we want to keep everything. When we say grounded, he says, I actually mean like from a ground perspective, everything is, you see, you know, you're, I guess um, Castian is just like on a planet where he's a tribal type person. And then this alien spaceships come flying overhead and, and they, everything is seen from the ground from a kid, you know, what's happening. Uh, It's like, Oh, that's, that's kind of cool. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm actually excited about that now when I wasn't, and it comes out September 20 something or other. Um, Hmm. I think it's just a limited series. So it's not like Mando where just keep going. I think it's just a a one-time thing. Series. Yeah. But great, great actors in it. Um, also, uh, a big character in is Mon Mothma, which we don't know a whole lot about her. She's one of the big leaders of the rebellion. Um, okay, and she was in Rogue One. That's the only thing we've seen her mostly in. She was in, um, like Return of the Jedi as a main leader, but we just really don't know a whole lot about her. Uh, moving on. Let's see what else do we got here. Um, that's most of the Star Wars things. Mm-hmm. Let's do just Disney stuff. There's a they did the Little Mermaid, not really a trailer per se, just a teaser. Teaser. Would you say that? Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, it looks fine. I mean, don't much to say on, yeah. on a teaser. There, there's there's not enough information for me to have any strong opinions on it besides my normal kind of indifference about live action remakes. Yeah, I would agree with that too. Yeah, uh, so we'll just see how that goes, which goes into another thing, which is something they didn't show, but they had Snow White, the new live-action Snow White, since they're doing all live-action everything Disney. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's the Evil Queen is played by Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. Hmm. So that's interesting. That's so, that sort of makes sense. I mean, she's supposed to be very vain, right? That's yeah. her whole character who's the fairest of them all so i get that yeah and so and gal gadot is a beautiful person so they got Mm -hmm. her to play on that so yeah she's going to be the evil queen they came out with the actual snow white actress too which i'm not sure who who she is uh and they did their their little hype session uh they there's a couple things in here that i i don't really have a whole lot of feelings and they just talked about them uh mufasa is one of them um hocus pocus too i've I know that's such so big for some people, but I've never really been a Hocus Pocus guy. We we watched it for the podcast. I think it's a fine movie, but it's fine. Yeah. Why? Why it doesn't need a sequel? I'll tell you this: in the trailer for it, it's got to have like super de aging CGI because it's like thirty years old, and those ladies were at least in their fifties then. Right? Is it all the same? Yeah, it's uh, all the same. the same actresses. Yeah, maybe they were in their forties, but thirty years later, and they, and they look very much like they did back in the original. I'm okay, like, they could be they could be deep faked as themselves. That's a thing. Yeah, you know they did it thing. with Luke. So it's crazy. But yeah, watch that trailer sometime because you we like I said we watched it. Just, just all you gotta do is mar- I don't even know what the trailer was about, but. I just kept marveling at how they make these ladies look like they're that age. <laughs> uh, Haunted yeah. Mansion is getting a reboot. I think it's a reboot because there was two Eddie Murphy movies. Um, oh. 
And uh, I don't think I knew about that. And the Halloween lady, what's her? She she plays in. Uh, she's in everything. Just, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis uh, is is starring in it. Um, Peter Pan and Wendy is getting its own Disney Plus show, and it looks really good. Live action. Snow White okay. live action. We already talked about that one. And then the big one actually is Inside Out. Amy Poehler came out and, and uh, announced Inside Out 2. Hmm. And I love Inside Out. So it's almost one of those, hey, I say don't make a sequel to some of these really good movies. They don't need them. But right. Toy Story was, like, all the Toy Stories were phenomenal. True, true. And I guess, you know, I was really, you know, you, you put the list of these, like, quick yeah, things. Sorry. This was one of those where I was like, "Oh, they, they don't. We don't need this. We don't need this. We don't need that." Um, although I, in in this case, I could see sort of picking back up that story of Riley, mm-hmm. um, slightly older, and it's still being, you know, as as powerful and uh, I don't, I don't want to use too pretentious of a word for this, but like, um insightful maybe yeah um yeah as the original i agree so i could see that being being good and and i don't know i don't know when it's going to take pick up but like there's so much to be mined out of that like riley with her emotions as a teenager right i mean who who knows like, there's just so many things that can come out of that like, just just much like andy through his aging you know and right and all the toys how they react and how the how the emotions grow. Yeah, I can see Inside Out being a good thing. So, and I love I love me some Amy Poehler. Um, sure, sure. So that hopefully that that'll be fantastic. I'm ex- I am excited about. It. I don't want to say excited, but I'm looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, and last last but not least is the Marvel things. Uh, we had a trailer for Secret Invasion. I almost said Secret Wars. Um, Secret Invasion is the Skrulls coming down and invading Earth. Um, mm-hmm. It was a Marvel comic book, as most of these are, a uh, comic book event one year where a whole bunch of, like, the scrolls had figured out how to mimic powers because they used to not be able to. And so some of them have taken over uh, MCU people uh, mm-hmm. and government officials and such. Um, if you got shape changers, you know, why wouldn't they do that? Right. Um but this seems to like I was really surprised it features Nick Fury heavily, right? In that yeah. trailer. Yeah, it seems to be all about him. Um I did actually see this trailer. This is not an important anecdote, but I saw it on my Instagram because I follow uh Amelia Clark, mm-hmm. Daenerys, uh, and she posted about it and I was like, Oh, she's she's gonna be in the MCU and she's in this trailer. Uh Andrew said he knew what character she is, but I don't remember what he said. Um, And a lot of, I saw a lot of people in this trailer, some that I recognize and a lot that I went, oh, that's that like actors that I recognize. Some that I just recognize and could not name. Um, Yeah. And now I can't remember any of who they were, but I was like, oh, there's that person and this person. And it's a, yeah, Seems like a kind of street level story. Yeah, and that probably did it the most for me. I was I was very ambivalent on this one because I was ambivalent about the comic book series, the event that happened. It was not that great anyway. Um spoilers if you turn around if you haven't read it and want to read it. Um 
Spider Woman is a not like the Squirrel Queen and leading okay. all the stuff. Um, but a lot of it is just that. It's a lot of this. Are you? Are you an? A- it's the thing, right? It's right, basically right. the thing. You know, are the you an alien? Are you not? Us. Um, so yeah. Um, but I was happy and excited about this one because I was just mentioning how I'm getting really warm for, it's as big for me to say on the Marvel MCU stuff, because it's all just mm-hmm. big jokey. Now it's all been, yeah, it's yep. really, really like I'm watching she Hulk now and it's like, this is basically Thor Ragnarok kind of levels of goofiness all the time. Right. Right. Um, so th- I haven't had a, a, serious like captain america type movie in a long time and i don't i don't remember the last one besides endgame and things right 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 um so watch seeing this one i thought oh i can get on board with this this is a ground level kind of thriller type thing mm-hmm. so hopefully yeah. this will give me that it's, it's so weird samuel l is like nine nine hundred years old and he's still doing mm-hmm. you know de- i don't know if they're de-aging him still but he still looks. You see him in on commercials, and he looks real old. And then watch him in the MCU, and he looks like he's fifty. Right. I don't know what they do there. Um, okay, another one is. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. There's Disenchanted. Did you watch that trailer? I did watch that trailer that goes in the in the uh, Disney section, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, Sorry, yeah, missed that. I saw the original movie once. Yeah. Um, I. Like Amy Adams a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, this looks like an interesting sort of twist. Uh, maybe um, um, uh, like abuse of not abuse of power is not what I mean to say. Um, like a like a, a lesson, power like a, 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 a moral um, story as these uh, these fairy tales originally were. Yeah, I don't know how many of the Disney ad- a lot of them do, but some of the Disney adaptations just like take the story and make it fun, and mm-hmm. you kind of lose the the moral of it because they have. I need a better word than Disneyfied, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm sure you've experienced this if you are in I don't know freshman English class in high school <laughs> or something, and you read. The original Grimm's versions of some of the—they're not all Grimm's, but a lot of them they're, are. They're often uh, very grim, is right. In, incredibly like bloody and and gory. I mean, because it's just a different time when mm-hmm. death was much more a part of people's lives, and so it was no big deal for, or maybe not no big deal, but it was less horrifying, while probably still being slightly horrifying for stuff like. Cinderella's uh, uh, stepsisters cutting off their toes and stuff to try and fit in the the glass slipper. I almost said ruby slipper, <laughs> wrong IP. Um, but anyway, yeah this this disenchanted trailer looks um, um, like some of that where she is corrupted by her uh, actions. And so yeah, yeah that 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 was a surprise seeing her like switching forth back and forth between this like maniacal evil she's, stepmother she's goleming yeah which is which is funny and it's cute and i love i really love the first one i always i often say it's a underrated thing that people don't talk about but i i thought it was a neat concept of you know these other world um, thing coming into our world in 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 anime we would call it a reverse isekai <laughs> yeah, there's terms 
Um, right. Yeah, it's it's a uh, and I really I really enjoyed that and I like it. Also, has a very happy, happy kind of feeling to it, um, right? Which I, you know I'm a sucker for. Um, sure. And then um, you know making people that are curmudgeon-y and and uh, you know ho ho hum type people, making them into believers is always is always makes me happy. Uh, so sure. this is um, like a, a different take on that. And I'm excited to all the original cast coming back, which is neat. Uh, I will do say the same thing. I don't mean to be mean by this because it's the same with all of the cast, but like Amy Adams is almost 30 years older now, but they make her look exactly the same as she was back then. And I've seen Amy Adams recently. She does not look like that young anymore. So Disney is, I think, liberally taking, or was it taking li- liberties with their de-aging software or, or, or they're just putting tons of makeup on these actors and actresses. I- I have to say, Enchanted was 2007, so she's not 30 years older. Oh, 15 years. 15 years. <laughs> it feels like 30, got I guess so. Got some doubling in your... Uh, yeah, that, your, that's, that's what I did there. there. I mean, it's not just her. Like, the, all the other actors and actresses in there. James Marsden looks a lot younger on the trailer, I think. But it just means seeing that stuff, too. I'm like, James Marsden, that's who that is. I thought that was... Um, oh, the Jonas brother from oh. from Greatest Showman. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> that's not, and it's that's not a Jonas brother either. I don't think who is no. that guy. Uh, uh, so yeah, that, that's that. Uh, but I, I liked it. That, that I was I was happy to see that one. I enjoyed the first one, so this will be fun to watch another one. Okay, uh, back to the Marvel stuff. Um, Zach Efron is who I was thinking. Zach Efron, yeah, he he was okay in The Greatest Showman. Um, yeah. The the last one is something called Werewolf by Night. Um, okay. So the first reactions we're going to get from this one, and I'm guessing from you, tell me, is that it? The trailer feels like a play on the game Werewolf. Yes. Oh, is is that what it is? It's not. I... But it feels like okay. that's what they they played into on this trailer, at least. All all I saw was like like campy fifties ish era yes. like horror, right? Yes. Very. Very uh, primitive visual effects, mm-hmm. um, things of that nature, and I just was thoroughly confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as 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 you should be. Um, so the trailer does start off with this: one of us, you know, we're all together, we don't know who it is, and one of us is a werewolf. Oh, um, of course. And and like that, that immediately to anyone who's ever played the game Werewolf is like, oh, they're making a movie based on the werewolf. Yeah, you know, right. Uh, and that was what I thought originally, and then but I had forgotten because it's just something I don't really get into. When, when I was a kid, there was not when I was a kid, but that, I remember when a kid Marvel had a thing called uh, Werewolf by Night. It's an actual comic book, and a character mm-hmm. whose name is his name is uh, Werewolf by Night. It's like a the whole name is called Werewolf by Night. I um, see. Okay. And now this was back in the seventies. I didn't read because I was an eighties kid. Um, Mm-hmm. But um, in the in the seventies, I want to say early seventies, kind of like seventy one, seventy two, something like that. Um, they had well, comic book. Remember, comic books used to come from these kind of things. They used to have all these. They were in the thirties and twenties and such. They had that was my yeah, that was my other thought. My first thought was like, oh, this looks like a weird, very old throwback, like Grindhouse, yeah, but but a few decades earlier kind of thing. And then I thought. This must be based because it said Marvel on the mm-hmm. on the, the the trailer. I thought this must be some old obscure comic that they're 
they're adapting and so they're leaning so hard into this um weird style yeah. that that it must be representative of the of the source of the yeah that and that's on. that's totally what it was so they they, yeah. they had they used to do these old horror things in the 20s 30s 40s and then obviously sure. the, the super super power people came in and and push that all to the side. And they tried for the longest time to keep making those. That's when like Doctor Strange was out and things like that. Okay, um, sure. They they continued to try to make these supernatural things, but they just they just couldn't hold a candle to all the superpowers and the X-Men and the Fantastic Four sure, and all that kind of stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Superman. Uh so um they they will occasionally but the the companies still own those IPs, right? Of the of things they'd made. Not like Dracula and things, because those are open, um, right? Open things, but they they'll make their own characters based on those kind of things. Um, yeah. So they they will they occasionally Black, pop back. Dra- they don't own Dracula, but they own Blade. Exactly. That's exactly that's yeah. exactly the thing. Uh, so they'll occasionally pop back up, try, try to make these things work again. And in the early seventies, they did that as well. They went for a whole thing, and um, I'm going to get this wrong. Uh, but they did they did Werewolf by Night and it was a whole series of this guy. It's a it's a werewolf story, but it's a unique werewolf story. So, but okay. I think that's this is they're making his his origin story. But it's it's but note it's just a Halloween special and it might just be Disney Plus. So it's not like it's sure. a big movie that they're pushing. It's just a thing that they're doing. Um, okay, which which is kind of cool. it's cool. Right, you know, mm-hmm. like we have an IP. Let's give it to some creative director and creative writers and see what they can do. And some people like mm-hmm. horror werewolf things. Um, but the thing I was going to get wrong is that uh, soon after that, there was a, a long series in the '90s, and this I do remember, and it was called The Midnight Suns, and where they tried to take a lot of that genre. Um, Marvel will take groupings of like characters and put them together in comic books. Like uh, they called them Marvel Knights, which is street level guys like daredevil and Punisher yeah, yeah. and uh, Jessica Jones and things like that. You kind of have mm-hmm. them all together. The midnight Suns were uh ghost writer, um, Dr. Strange blade, uh, Morbius, believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I, these all kind of characters were together in this very mystic horror themed advent. I wouldn't say adventures, but like, you know, Lilith was a, the evil, person or team and mother of demons. And then they all got together to kind of fight them. So some people have been uh, talking about how this is a way to bring um, him into the MCU so that they can do a horror themed kind of groupings. Cause um, Dr. Strange at the end of Dr. Strange went with Cleo to go fight something. And she's very much like a midnight sun's character. Um, and then Blade is going to be put out, and everybody's wondering, how do you put vampires into the MCU? Well, this is a way. Um, and then Morbius does have um, ties Morbius. to Marvel, although that movie is terrible. Um, and finally, they all center around, and so does um, Werewolf by Night, centers around the Darkhold, which is was seen heavily in WandaVision and Multiverse of, and Madness. Multiverse of Madness. They all are all centered around the the dark hold um okay, makes so sense. yeah so anyway this little thing is just a fun little halloween thing but a lot of people are you know just no-brainer speculating speculating that oh they're just this is how they're going to bring that horror thing with blade into you know the the marvel universe type stuff which is right it's fine 
Uh, man, man, things another one too. It's another stupid character. I, I'm sorry to say stupid. I'm sure he's somebody's favorite character, but they're all just—they're all. I'm telling you, they, they're just super obscure. All these characters are. I mean, Doctor Strange is super obscure, but they made right. him work. I mean, the, yeah, the MCU does that. In in the Marvel lore, this is going to be. What's our time at here? Okay, I have a question. Um, does the Marvel lore get into? Uh, I assume they do because you name dropped her. The origin of Lilith. Uh, they have their own, and I, I, sure. I, I did want to make. I should have made a comment that I didn't read a lot of those comic books because, because, oh, right. you, you know, uh, they were from the devil, and my mom never let me read those kind of things. Of course, of course. Um, so, uh, you know, for 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 those who grew up in those kind of households, know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So I, like, I did. Like I, many, I would never be caught dead with one of those kind of comic books. Right. Right. Yeah, you definitely. So a lot of the stuff I read was from the what the Marvel had those encyclopedia books that they would put out. They were instead of now they'll sell one big giant book for like 70 bucks and you can read everything. They would put out monthly episodes of like A through D and it'd say all the characters and you could read all their bios and histories. I and see. so I would I would occasionally buy those and read everything about again and again and again and multiple times every character and all their stats and their histories and their stuff. So that's right. the only reason I know about some of these characters. Okay. So li- yes, Lilith was Lilith is she's the mother of demons, I think, and my memory's sketchy on it, but she was like the big baddie against all them. Um, but I think it's okay. a I think it's a Marvelized version of of her. Sure, sure. Because I know that you know um, comic books, both Marvel and DC, will use like. Um, uh, real mythological characters, right? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Um, Ares, what, yeah. Uh, the you know, oh Greek right, Pantheon Hercules, in, um, yeah. In in uh, DC, or mm-hmm. um, and we saw Hercules. What was that? It was in Thor, Love and Thunder. In Thor, okay. So yeah, and, well, and obviously Zeus and Thor. Zeus. You know, mm-hmm. um, Marvel is using. I mean, because obviously DC doesn't have a trademark on the Greek pantheon. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Hercules there. And of course the Norse pantheon with Thor and, and all of that stuff. And yeah. I don't know, <laughs> this is going to be weird, but like as with a lot of uh, vampire lore, most of what I know is either um, Bram Stoker or yeah. uh, the series true blood. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. has its own whole thing. And, and yeah. you know, almost every, uh, modern, uh, in, in what's the word I'm looking for? Um, incarnation, incarnation, I guess, um, of, of a vampire story has its own little like quirks and twists. Um, yeah. it's one of the things that frustrates me about watching different ones. Cause I'm like, can't they just, okay, I guess they're just, doing, oh, we talked about this when we watched, um, Underworld. Right, because mm-hmm. I'm like, couldn't they not? Can they not do this and this? They have to shoot each other like humans. That's weird. <laughs> um, but in one of the last seasons, because the the seasons of True Blood are kind of um, short arcs, right? Like each season deals with a different thing. Like the second or third season is all about witches, and they you know mm-hmm. do a lot of battling with these witches. Um, one of them goes back a lot to origins and they have Lilith and Lilith is supposed to be the very first vampire. She's supposed to be 
the original creation before Adam and Eve in oh, yeah. in the True Blood uh, uh, verse. And I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, that the name, the character comes up a lot in those kind of old mythologies. It's not in, as far as I know, is not in the actual um, Bible. But um, one of those things, and so I was curious how that, but of course, you know, in comic books in Marvel, the, the, um, the Norse characters in Marvel bear very little resemblance to the yeah. actual mythological, that's aside from like some big general themes, right? Um, you know. And, and she isn't um, Lilith, like supposedly the main bad guy character in the next Diablo thing. I think the trailer, the one trailer they showed had her, right? That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. So um, she's so she's a big baddie evil person, sort of I think demon kind of character yeah but but i i I, that being said i don't know too much like about her because very similar to you my history of that kind of genre is also Bram stokers and i and i also watched the true blood shows um Mm -hmm. one of those guilty things that i watched um it's it's a very it's a very horny show (laughs) it very much was uh it's funny that's um i started dating this this girl and she loved them. And I was like, I would never watch this in a million years. But because we started dating and you like it and we got things to talk about, I'll start watching this. I watched it all. And then about a year later, we broke up. Um, but um, and I, and I, but I was nearly at the end of the whole se- series. And I was like, oh, I'll watch it anyway. Fine. Because I was already, you know, was it sock, sunk cost fallacy? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah. not. You know the the stories are compelling, and it's one of the first it's one of the first shows I remember um, doing really powerful cliffhangers. Oh uh, yeah, right, right. Where it it was almost I mean it's HBO, right? So it's it's very I think it's HBO, um, very uh, high production value. Um, a lot of the acting was really good. The, the you know even though it was very trashy, like the stories were always really engaging and you'd get to the end of the episode and it's like you see someone's shoes in a puddle of blood and the credits roll and like, (laughs) okay, I've got to watch the next one now. Um, I think maybe the first show ever that I did the, uh, um, the sort of, I don't know what you call this, but like the, the anti cliffhanger like defense where you start the next episode and watch it like until mm. the cold open, yeah. until the credit, you know, the opening song starts or until the like first, the first sequence of the episode is done. Right. So that if right. they, if they resolve the cliffhanger from the previous episode, you watch that much and then you stop. Because if you watch <laughs> the whole next episode, you're going to get to another cliffhanger. Yeah. That's how they that's get how it you. Works. Uh, the, the, the wrap up of that little story there I had was that, uh, the happy end of it is that uh, two, three, four years later, something like that, um, I ended up connecting, reconnecting with that lady, and she is now my fiance. So <laughs> that's Shelly, oh. the one that got me to watch that show. Nice, um, nice. Which is pretty great. Uh, I got. I'm gonna have to remind her about that. I'm sure she's like, oh yeah, Sookie, I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I and I, I did enjoy. I still will say the quintessential Dracula movie for me is still um. Keanu Reeves, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, oh, it was, I don't think I've seen that. 
Oh yeah, that's that's a. We'll put that on the thing because I've only seen it that one time, and I remember thinking, "Oh yeah, this is sufficiently scary and has history um, to it. Like it's got a the whole first. It, yeah, it's, it's a toss up for me whether the first uh, vampire story. I mean, aside from maybe kids stuff, which sure. I can't think of anything other than the Count from Sesame Street, but it would <laughs> nice. be either. It would be either Blade in college or sometime around college I watched uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. Mm-hmm. And then um, a girl that I dated, her mom was a big fan of um, oh Anne Rice. I was going to say, did you watch the interview with the vampire? Speaking of horny, trashy vampire stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the theater and watched the first Twilight movie, not knowing... You know, neither of us had read the books. I'd never heard of it. And mm. she was like, it's this vampire thing. And my mom loves vampire books. And so we're going to we're going to go watch. It. And we were both like, what? <laughs> what is why is he sparkling? He should not right. be sparkling. Be Something burning. I had seen. I, and I don't remember what maybe like the first Pirates of the Caribbean or something. I expected the sunlight to make him look like a ghoul, right? With skeleton. Sure, sure. That's a skull and stuff. And it's he's sparkling. And I'm like, okay, no, what? No. <laughs> and um, and then a handful of years ago, I listened to the, the audio book of Bram Stoker that's uh, a little dramatized. Like they've got all different actors, Tim Curry and a bunch of other oh, nice. um, actors doing these parts. And I had the combination of like, Oh, I recognize the names and and story beats that that are in the Leslie Nielsen movie, Dracula Dead and Loving It. (laughs) And then and then also I understood after listening to that why so much vampire fiction is so uh, there's got to be a better word for me to use here than horny. But so like (laughs) the fourth time you've used it, yeah, like sexual. They're all like. You know the 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 vamp the allure of the vampire and the seductive and like they usually mm-hmm. have some kind of glamour ability whatever. But if you read or in my case listen to Bram Stoker, it's all very tied in with um, like morality and faith and all of the, so much of what um, Van Helsing does to fight and and defend against against Dracula is all this sort of religious stuff. He takes the the Eucharist the the bread from the Catholic mass and mold it up into some paste to like put around the perimeter of the door at the crypt and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I see. It's this very like, you know, as uh, Wilhelmina is being corrupted by the vampire, like she becomes more um, um, wanton and promiscuous and and such promiscuous. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I see. This is, this is like the, obviously undead vampire kind of stories go back hundreds of years but bram stoker is is probably one of the like modern origin points for so many present day writers in this genre and so it sort of makes sense i i i saw a um um i said a documentary on like the history of of dracula at one point and and I know that um, <clears throat> that late 1800s, early 1900s was when Bram right. Stoker did his Dracula. Um, yeah. But it, it's I, it they definitely made the point that it's all horny to say your word. It's like it's it's very much everything about him is this seductive type thing, and it was very it's a, intentional. It's since, a it's you know. a it's a wickedness, right? He's not. 
he's not quite a demon, but it's the same kind of thing where he represents temptation and evil. Yeah, um, yeah. and and the and the whole idea against. of glamoring somebody to do something that they wouldn't necessarily do. It, right. What was seductive, even in the you know eighteen hundreds of you know yeah. making making a woman give up herself was very exciting to read about. So right, right. Um, yeah, but it's funny how that you know, and and it's even today, Dracula is popular, very popular among women, like mm-hmm. all, all vampire type stuff. It's it's very. I mean, look at we just talked about it, uh, Twilight and. Um, uh, what are some other vampire things that have been out recently that are all well, like true, very, true blood, very true much. Blood. Um, yeah. wasn't wasn't Fifty Shades originally a Twilight fan fiction? I don't know. I don't know. I, Honestly, I feel like I heard that somewhere. Yeah, who knows? So, yeah, sure there, but there, there's a lot of that stuff. You know, is uh, very female centered material. Um, yeah. Granted, then you have Blade you know, the other way around, but right, it's a different, uh, different, different fantasy kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, that's, um, that's all our, we had for D23. I mean, there's more stuff. There's games and such. There's a Captain America and, um, Black Panther game coming out that with them two together, which looks really interesting. Uh, but no, nothing earth shattering overall. I, right. uh, I think, uh, okay, let's move forward here. Um, I, let's see, you're a little bit behind on house of dragon, right? And I'm a little bit behind on, Ring of Power, so we'll save those for next week or so. Okay, yeah. I'm, uh, I have one episode of House of the Dragon left, and I've not yet started Rings of Power because I was in the woods all last week. In the woods the whole time, right. Um, so the uh, only thing I say is I'm enjoying both of them for different reasons, um, mm-hmm. and both of them have great, great, great presentation and great, great actors they just really do. And um, I want to, I, I keep somehow have something in the back of my ha- mind that makes me want to not like House of Dragon, but I do. And yeah. um, each week is okay. I think sometimes the story so far in the three that I've watched can be feel like it's bland or predictive, but the actors mm. in it are so good that I like seeing them come on the screen and do something. Sure. So that, that's, that's, that's pretty good. And I mean, the first, first movie or first game of Thrones had that too, right? Like they were compelling people. Um, but this one, you can pretty much know, well, that person is going to die at some point, <laughs> you know, like you, you, on house of dragon, you just know that. Um, and Lord of the Rings is just like, to me, it's feeding pure fantasy. It tr- truly is feeding pure fantasy, which I just really, really love. Um, uh, so the other one is, uh, do you watch any of the She-Hulk stuff at all? Shulky? I think I'm caught up on She-Hulk. Um, did you watch the Abomination episode? The last couple have been, um, oh, maybe I'm missing one then. Oh no, I guess it was two. I guess it was like a two-parter. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah uh, I guess my, we can talk about that one. Um, so just, this is a yeah. this is an interesting one for me. I think I've mentioned before. I like the actress Tatiana mm-hmm. Maslany. Um, the the episodes on IMDb all have pretty middling re- ratings, like uh-huh. six ish. Yeah. And while it's definitely not 
amazing or even, you know, I wouldn't call it great or anything. Um, I think my expectations are low enough and I'm not familiar, not familiar with the, uh, with the comics at all. And you and I talked about the, the quote unquote problem with Hulk a few weeks ago Yeah, to where I'm like, okay, yeah, like there'll be jokes and it's all kind of dumb and a little fun and the fourth wall breaking and yes the the cgi is not great the visual effects um but i don't mind it i think just because i'm not expecting much from it 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 feels very cw for me not not in the romance teeny bopper sure thing yeah the production values and quality overall i think is what, what it feels like um yeah i am i am I said this to our, in our friend group after this last episode I watched, which was the last one with the abomination. Um, I'm just going to wait until people tell me to watch it. I think on this This is one of the, I think it's maybe the only MCU one where I'm like, I think I'm just going to pass. Um, it's not that she's bad or anything. I just, it's just one, the, the CGI is just so distracting to me. It's really, really distracting. Um, and like when she hulks out and starts like, fighting people it just looks really dumb Mm -hmm. um and i'm like okay i don't need that and when she's when she's just jen she's great like the actress is great and she's fine and she's doing a good thing but the story is not all that thing and it feels very jokey and again i'm not against jokey just it was it's like a lot of dad jokes at most um sure and then uh, and i'm I'm gonna compare it back to thor it feels very thor love and thunder um with the, the abomination is a big mean fighting hulk dude you know just anger and rage and and you know massive and they made him a they made him into like i don't know a jeff goldblum type person he's just goofy and you know a a hippie and i don't know just really kind of dumb um so i was like well maybe they'll it'll they'll have like a a villain or a something that, that she can like spark this show up and then no he was just a, a joke. Uh, so m- maybe that's what I'm missing is that there's just nothing really compelling me to watch it next week. I don't really care. Um, sure. I, I mean, what is she going to do next week? Another, another law thing where there's a, a funny thing that happened at work. I mean, and she turns right. into the Hulk in the courtroom. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> so it's fine. And, and maybe that's what the the comic book is. I, I'm, I, I have not read it, so I don't know. I, I, Mike's my, um, exposure to Jennifer Walters is when they have her in the crossovers or I've read her in a couple of fantastic four books. I, I loved her in a series called a force, which was um, when secret wars happened and there was all these mixed up worlds. And one of them was all female Avengers and she was the leader of it. And she was incredible. Um, and she was just, she Hulk the entire time. She wasn't, she didn't turn back into Jennifer. Um, right. And I loved that character. That was really neat. So I would love to, to see a whole series like that. But that is not this. And I think I heard a little bit from Fox, our buddy Fox, saying that this is a lot like her comic book. Um, so I guess I don't fault him for that. You know, I'm okay with saying it's just not for me. Um, sure. And I'm also happy to say that I'm glad MCU does different things that aren't for me. You know, like maybe they'll do a daytime soap opera one day. Who knows? Hmm. Um, but you know, not everything has to be in everybody's wheelhouse. Right. Uh, so if you watch that one, you guys can tell me, Hey, it's rounding a corner or doing a thing and really kind of cool. Uh, I need to watch some lower decks. I haven't seen any more than that first one that's on our list here. 
um, playing some video games. I played. I finally beat Miles Morales after playing it way hmm. too long. Nice. Um, I'm a completionist guy, so I have to do like every little thing in it before I beat it. Uh, super cool game. Love that. I, I always every time I talk about it, it's like the fourth time I've talked about this game. Um, I won't talk any more about it except that the ending was just as good as the rest of the game. You know, you feel like a good payoff, good story, good acting, good characters. You know, w- watching this ending and this unique story just makes me feel like this. How can people not look at these two spider characters and say, this is how you do a new generation better? Like, this is just how you do it. Uh, you don't get rid of the original. You don't, you know, make the original bad or you don't kill them off or replace them or supplant them or anything. You just have another one that does something differently and is a different person. And like, that's great. Um, and I, I really, really, really love Miles Morales. Started um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, didn't get too very far in it. Really love Vikings. Um, but it's a older PS4 game, so it doesn't look as new. Um, I downloaded a game called Multiverses. I don't know where this came out of nowhere. I don't know if I ever sent you a link to this or anything, but it's a, a Warner Brothers game. We talked about it, yeah. Did we? Okay, yeah. So they released. I mean, more we didn't talk about. It. I think we talked about it on Discord. It's the oh, yeah, yeah. It's the, the WB sort Smash of Smash Brothers, which is right. That's yeah. I'm, I've never really been a big Smash Brothers person. Um, no, me neither. Yeah, so I don't really know. But it's. I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now in front of me. It's you got Arya Stark and Tom and Jerry, and Bugs Bunny and Rick and Morty. And LeBron James. <laughs> I mean, so, Harley so Quinn. They just released uh, Black Adam Gizmo from, you know, uh, Gremlins. Stripe okay, from, okay. from Gremlins. Um, and then Superman. <laughs> There's so many different characters. Jake the Dog, Harley Quinn, Garnet, Velma, Batman, the Tasmanian Devil, the Iron Giant. That's a, that's a lot. That's a, There's a lot. And it's just like, what is happening? Which is very cool. I don't know if the game's any good, but I kind of like those interesting, weird games. Oh, hey, I started playing this new game that's on... Um, I'm going to look it up while we're talking. This new game that's uh, this month's free uh, PlayStation Plus uh, games. Okay. Um, let me look it up real quick here. The uh, it's it, it's, It looked like an anime, right? And I was like, oh, cool. They, they, they put a, a JRPG on the... On the um, the free monthly thing. So this would be cool. I could put this on there. You know, when I feel like I'm going to have time to do it. Uh, where is it at here? What's new on PlayStation plus, uh, free play games. Here we go. Uh, so I downloaded it and then, uh, then decided to watch the trailer and it is not coming up on my search thing. Of course. Hmm. Uh, what is this? August? No, September. Wonderful radio while we're we're talking on the air and I'm looking these yeah. up, uh, but it's important because the it's called Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. Now there was a game on I played on mobile called Grand Blue Fantasy. It's a e, yeah, that's a anime. Thing? It, I think it's sounds, an anime too, right? Sounds familiar. Yeah. Um. So the story was like, oh, I know these characters. What what is this about? And I started song, and it's it's a it's a fighting game, and there's like a hundred not a hundred characters, but there's like. 30 40 characters and they're all just beautiful anime characters and i'm watching this fighting game and the, and it starts 
all the moves makes it look like it's an anime kind of fight scenes. I'm like, this is just real. I can get into this. And I load it up and I start playing it. And there's like the, your classical, your classic options like versus or online and things like that. But then there's RPG mode and it plays like an RPG game. There's, you know, characters and they're coming out with their words and their stories and they're going on adventures and you have, um, weapons and items and gear and stats and levels and the, the combat happens with in a fighting game style but there's like you can run and fight monsters along the way so multiple slimes that come along and then you're doing your like hadoukens or whatever special moves but it's all very 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 anime um right so i was shocked surprised never heard of this before and i'm digging it the heck out of it i have not played the the normal game i'm just playing through the rpg part of it because it's like a anime fighting game story um and i did like i said i did play the or watched or something the grand blue one so i knew i know the characters i was like oh yeah i know and they're just classic um anime archetypes um but i like it so i'm getting my anime fill out of it and fighting games at the same time and i i love doing like a super move and then like it turns into kind of a anime cutscene where they do Awesome stuff. Oh, right. Like, uh, we played... What was that fighting game we played that's on... Set up on the computer. Uh, it's, it's based on that card game. Oh, um, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm com- I'm completely blanking on it. Right yeah, now. same thing. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyway, I... It was just a surprise thing that, that happened... That, that they released and I'd never heard of before. And it's... I've never seen this kind of, I mean, uh, Mortal Kombat and has had the last five episodes or whatever they've had, have been really good stories. Um, and some of the DC things have been really good stories too. Uh, but this is a really good anime, um, with tons of RPG stuff and just changes your characters, your moves and your powers and everything with the RPG elements to it. I'm like, wow, that's surprisingly great. Um, nice. And we, I haven't heard anything more about it. So it's only two years old. Um, but, you know, that was things released during a pandemic don't have the same kind of. Sure, sure. Well, and there's so much of everything all the time. Yes, just like you said, so much of everything all the time. So uh, we are running a little long um, because we still have to talk about a movie. Oh, we, yeah, we got our, our movie. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, this week is Big Fish, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, as Michael just said, we uh, this week watched Big Fish. That sentence fell apart on me there. Um, <laughs> 2003, Tim Burton uh, featuring Ewan McGregor, Albert Finney, um, a few other people you've probably seen, Alison Lohman, Jessica Lange, um, Helena Bottom Carter. Um, Good cast. Yeah. Yeah, good cast. Um, this is a movie I've seen a couple times. I saw it when it was pretty new. Um, an artist friend of mine recommended it to me. Um, it's a strange movie, but oddly not that strange in the canon of um, uh, Tim Burton movies. Um, actually was not sure watching it that it was, um, that it was Tim Burton, aside from uh, seeing... Danny Elfman in the um, soundtrack. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, credits. Um, 
Oh, Steve Buscemi. I knew I was forgetting somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have I don't have a lot to say about this movie. Um, I guess <clears throat> that would not not really a spoiler, but it kind of is. Like the the movie really really comes together at the end, like at the very end. Yeah, right. It, um, it, it all ties the room together. Yeah, yeah. The movie takes you on a ride for the whole, for almost the whole runtime, and then in the last like ten minutes, um, really, really comes together. Um, yeah, you don't you don't expect it to, right? Like you expect it to be just some thing, like a storybook. It's, it's a weird thing, and you don't really know. I mean, it sets the tone pretty early. Um, the first time you see Ewan McGregor with the fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then it goes and you get to, you get to the end and without really, without really explaining it, cause the, the movie does explain itself a lot, especially at the very end. Yeah. Um, in, in some cases where I'm like, I don't know, I feel like I got that whatever without the voiceover explaining it to me. Um, sure. I think, I think but, the voiceover kind of makes it easy for, I don't want to say layman or just kind of, it just, it's just kind of, if you're spells it out for you, if, if you're still confused, here's this, but there are still a lot of things, maybe not a lot of things, but there are several things that are not explained where you're like, wait, I, you know, so I could see you getting to the, end of the movie and that might have even been me the first time i saw it where i'm like what 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 wait what i'm confused um where other things are explained it's kind of a weird a weird choice there but it's really a story about storytelling and perception and imagination and mm-hmm. um you know the 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 central conflict between um uh the Ed, edward bloom and his son yeah um you know in that he tells these stories he tells these fantastic stories and to him that's that's who he is like he's he's exaggerating a little bit and he knows that um but it's still it's still true and and to tell those stories to a kid from a young age sets up this whole central conflict in the character of the son who believes that his dad is just a liar who just made up all of this stuff and won't actually um, tell him who we, like about him and he won't and won't tell him things. and won't tell him anything true um but you get to the end and you realize that the son's perception is colored by his own imagination Right, he mm-hmm. hears the things the dad told him and imagines them a certain way, and the reality is not as fantastic as what he imagines, but it's still real. Right, right. The reality is still there. Um, he just will tell it in a more in a more interesting way, and it's a sort of um, just an interesting perspective on life. Um. And him telling I, it to his son, yeah. like he, he, you know, he, he talks about 
I don't know if it's per se infidelity, but that he's got a relationship with someone that's not his mom per se. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't say, he doesn't want to come out and talk to his son like that. Right. But, and, and he, I see, I don't think, I don't think he actually cheated on his mom, but no, there was, doesn't, doesn't there was kind that. of a relationship. Right. And he, you don't talk to your son about your wife and you having problems and then going off and meeting some other person. But he kind of does in his story of what his, his travels. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's, and then you're right. His son kind of takes it and makes it into this thing. Um, and then doesn't believe him, but he's kind of trying to communicate with his son. Um, which, which is I don't know, just, it, it's just such a unique story. It's just a story. The whole thing's a story, right? Um, and it starts out very fantastic, and it and it kind of gets less and less fantastic as it goes along. Um, but when you see the when you see the characters at the end come to the funeral, it's just like, oh wow, there's there's the twins, and and you know mm-hmm. there's the the carnival guy, the, and there's the you know, giant, yeah, the giant, and you're like, oh the, and, and to see it in his son, it's almost a, it was almost it was happy but sad too at the same time it was this um, sad feeling that like his son. Never, I mean, he was always wanting to be a part of his son's life, but his son always kind of held it back. And not until he's passed did he, could he really appreciate his dad and his dad's life. Um, and I think that's actually, that's a lot of families. I, I really do. I Sadly, uh, Shelly's f- father just passed away a couple months ago. Hmm. And not to say that she didn't appreciate her dad while he was here. She 100% always did it every minute. But... There's so much that when your family, when your parent is gone, that you have a whole different perspective on who they were, who they were, who, you know, what they did in their life. Um, And I can say that as my mom had passed away many years ago, um, it's, it's because, you know, when they're alive, their story is still being written. Right. Um, but then when they're passed, it's like, this is who they were and what they did. And it's kind of a definitive thing and they can be defined. Yeah. You know, um, so when now when they're they're gone, he tells a story and he looks at these people and he says, oh, this might have had a, such an interesting and wonderful and crazy life with all these people in it. Uh, but he, he couldn't appreciate that for somehow when he was alive. Um, and that caused a lot of conflict between him and his dad. And um, yeah. And I, and I love I love the fantasy parts of it. I thought um, Obi-Wan sure. Kenobi was really great. Um, yeah, this, this is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite shows of, of all time. It just really is. It's cause there's, it's one of those like, um, everything everywhere where you don't know what it is. You can't explain it. You just got to watch it and experience it. Um, and it's unique, right? They, they say Hollywood makes, yeah. up, makes up story, you know, rehashes stories all the time, which is not false. But when you see movies like this, give them, you know, you gotta, you gotta appreciate them, which I do. Uh, okay. What, what do we have? Your it's you. It's your turn next week, and we didn't talk about this before. Uh, okay. Uh, something for you. Yeah, I meant to. I meant to warn you. My my pick this week is an anime. Okay. Um, it's a movie called Your Name. My name, title. like Michael. <laughs> yep. No. Um, it's literally called Your Name in English. It's like Koino Uso or something in no Kimi no Nawa in Japanese. Um, and 
I don't think I want to say anything else about it. It's a <laughs> it's it's a little bit like uh we watched a silent voice. Uh-huh. Um but a little more uh a little more fantastic, a little more fantasy than that story was. Um I think it might be the same director or same studio at least. It's similar um uh, uh around the same time and 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 similar art style to that movie um and yeah i'll let you i'll let you just decide for yourself it's a it's a good story uh, so it's one one that just gotta watch to, to yeah. can't explain yeah 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 no spoilers all right your name not your name but your name <laughs> all right cool man let me write that let me highlight that on there all right, I think we did it. We we made it back. We're officially back in the game. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh... You're you're not going out. Of, you're not going out of country again, are you? Anytime soon? <laughs> no, 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 no plans for to for to that. the to, to the great not quite north. Yeah, to to northern Minnesota. Wait, wait. Is... Actually, when are you going on on back to your normal adventure? I think you're you're at your your parents right now still, right? Yeah, I have um, my sister's wedding at the end of September, um, and I'm not sure. I might hit the road a little bit before then, not wander too far, um, but I'm still working on some projects and stuff I want to get done while I'm in one place. Ah. Um, and I'm still recovering from the trip. We got back into town the day before yesterday. So. I say, granted, your life is generally traveling. But it's true. It's this true. This has but been not, very busy. Like, not quite. Yeah, I I don't. Uh, I generally don't drive ten, fourteen hours at a stretch uh, with my camper. Yeah. Well, you, northern you, Minnesota and, is a long ways from when when I was a kid and we did this. We were in northern Illinois, so it was like I don't know five six hours or something. It was far yeah. as a kid, but I'm like, oh, uh, southern Indiana is quite a bit further <laughs> than that. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't talk a lot about our like our our um, first day of college sports day or our tailgating stuff like that either, we'll, which we'll talk maybe at another time. But um, oh sure, we, we had like crab crab oil and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. the next yeah. day we played several games. And um, I think you were missing that weekend. You, did you play any games that that weekend, or is it just that Friday? I think you were just there that Friday, right? Uh Thursday. Yeah, we played games at Cardinal, but I don't think at you were Cardinal. There. Right. But most yeah. of them we we you know there's are normal games, right? Uh, right. Uh, we yeah, we played, played we played a couple I, other ones. I feel like we played something new, but I don't remember what it was. Hmm. It was a long yeah. time ago. We'll have to. Yeah, it feels like forever. We'll have to yeah. bring those back up and, and talk about. It. I got a couple. Right. I've got as I'm or still going to be organizing project my game room, getting it all together. I pull out some games that I've I've kind. I don't want to say stored away, but because when shell moved in and i boxed some things up for space i wasn't able to pull them back up and play them and i'd forgotten that i have them so there's a bunch i've got a whole list of these ones that i want to sit down and play uh, so mm-hmm. maybe in the next couple of months or so I'll, I'll be able to pull out and have some nice game reviews to talk about uh, which i'm excited about nice. we are playing a lot of our friends are playing the credit out of hero realms on on yeah. ios right now so and that's a kind of a card game board game type thing all right, yeah. So here we go. We won. We got it. Saved nice. the lives. <laughs> All right. Well, you've been listening to the Front Porch. This is episode two hundred and sixty-two. Thanks always to our friends at LRM Online. You can check them out. 
our buddy Fox does reviews on all the things. If you want to reach out to us with suggestions for things we should watch and or discuss, you can do that via email. Our address is frontporchpod at gmail.com. If you go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com, we have show notes when relevant and contact forms there you can also use to reach out to us if you're not into email. If you enjoy The Front Porch, please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice. And while you're there, if you'd leave us a positive review, we always appreciate that. It helps out a lot. As always, thanks so much for joining us. And until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.